Dedicated. Obsessed. Focused. This is the Masters of Fitness Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Masters of Fitness Podcast, episode 11, where we're going to be discussing athletic performance. And we have Scott Myers in today, who is a specialist in youth development, athletic skill, conditioning, strength, and all of the above. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So I will say that this man's work is proven. He worked with my daughter back when she was a youngling, and now she's working her way up into the varsity uh, volleyball team at Westbrook. So it's... Proof, proof is right here. This man is legit. So yeah, she's pretty good too. So hey, man, everybody needs a little help along the way, a little boost, a little boost, a little boost. Thad, what's going on, sir? How you doing today? Doing pretty good, Ernest. Doing pretty good. You yep. killed. How bad did you kill those people in endurance class this weekend? Uh, I, left uh. Them, I left them laying on the floor. A few of them laying on the floor. A few of them laying on the floor. What y'all had it? What y'all had in store for them this week? Uh, we did some. Um, we did some. Uh, Mutant man makers, you call oh, them? Man makers. Man makers. What's the difference? What happens when you take the mutant out of it? When you add, the mutant is the added part of it. Oh, okay. So the mutant the, is the added part. Okay. Yeah, that's whenever you go down and with the dumbbells and actually do a push-up. Regular regular man makers, you, you go down in the push-up position, mm-hmm. in the plank position with two dumbbells down on the floor, and you just pull them like you're doing dumbbell rows. In the, from the plank, but a mutant, we actually go down and do a an actual push-up huh. and then finish the move. So for all y'all listening on the podcast, you you just missed that's beautiful demo on how to do the <laughs> difference between a mutant man-maker and a uh, man-maker. So, talking so, with my hands. Talking with your hands. So once again, you can find Thad every Saturday morning at 8.30 in an endurance class at CrossFit Beaumont. Yep. Then, Scott, didn't you say you was going to join us yep. on Sunday? When y'all invite me. When you invite, you, and, you, are, oh, you have been formally invited all, oh, good. to that's die. All it takes, huh? I you need been, some motivation right now. So <laughs> you have been formally <laughs> in, you have been formally invited to die in Thad's endurance class right. with us on Saturday uh, morning. So you're not gonna die. Yeah, you're not gonna die. So just if you just uh, just a little housekeeping before we get going. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Masters of Fitness. And you can download and listen to the show. Also, follow uh, follow me at Instagram on EJ underscore Doyle. Mr. Thad King is at uh, King Thad. And Scott, we got to get him an uh, IG account. What can yeah. the people find you on social media? <laughs> I'm Facebook, but um, I also have a Twitter that I've been using recently, um, at SWMeyer4141. There you go. There you go. There follow his uh, – let me see. Switch it over. There you go. Write that down and follow this guy on Twitter. So – transitioning to the show so uh scott give us a little uh little background on yourself man what how you doing how do you uh you're a baseball player right i was a baseball player was. um definitely not anymore <laughs> i'm still around the game but i definitely am not as invested as i was oh, okay you know when i i always thought that i was going to be a baseball coach and was going to get involved with baseball but it turns out that i've kind of switched a switch and okay I really enjoy working with all athletes, all different sports. I've actually had more of a liking to working with females because they mm. kind of don't get the same that some of the males might get in their schools. The their same school attention. Systems. You're right. I agree Especially with you. private yeah. schools. They, they, they don't really get it. So I've been kind of focusing more on them. And you get to see a big increase in strength and speed and power because it's resources that they don't get as much of. 
Cool. So, so where can the people find you at? How can they say, Scott, I want you to train my kid. What do they need to do? Call me. Call, me. <laughs> Call, Call text. Them. Find me on Facebook. A lot of the things that I – I have a lot of athletes who I've worked with for years. Mm -hmm. We kind of have a set schedule where I'll, I'll message them, confirm our lessons. And I try and do camps. It's just hard to find a good time to do it, like this time of the year when football goes on. Oh, a lot yeah. of the kids are playing football. Committed um, to their – Exactly. So committed so, to their sport. I'm still working on that. I have a lot of people asking about it, so I'm thinking Thursday might be a day where I might do it in go. the county for a camp. And, again, if you find me on Facebook, I can – you'll see all the details on that. Cool, cool, cool. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, training style, your training, and what do you do. So what do you – what would you say would be your thing in regards to training? What is your – what is Scott's philosophy around athletic performance and training? The big thing is just good movement patterns. Good movement patterns. Right there, not parents, get out – once again, get out your sheet of paper – and get out your uh, notepad and pens, and we're going to get you take some notes today. So good movement pattern. Explain to, explain to people what does that mean. You have a lot of kids that specialize in sports, you know, baseball, soccer, football, and they focus on that sport primarily. And if you're just focusing on one sport and you're focusing on, on, on one movement or multiple movements that just help that sport, when your body's asked to do a different task, it's mm -hmm. tough to complete it because your body's not prepared for it. So you want to have that body prepared for basically anything. And, um, again, you know, a, a lot of baseball, baseball, a lot of rotational work, a lot of shoulder work, a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. And if you don't, you know, do other movements that can help with the strength so you're not going to get hurt when you're doing those, that's why you always hear people say nowadays, especially because a lot of kids specialize in sports, do everything, do as much as you can. So, um, <clears throat> the training you do, is it, it'll make the kids better do you do sport-specific training, or is it just like a, a, a multifaceted thing? It kind of depends on the athlete. So, obviously, if you know, most of it is sport-specific. So, if someone mm -hmm. comes in and says, hey, but you also have certain words that you know we were talking about before, like core. Every, every, right, every right. says, hey, like, yeah. my kid needs to work on core. And mm -hmm. you hear that all the time, and most people just do a bunch of sit-ups and say, that's my core work for the day. And it's a lot more than that. So, right. If somebody has, I'm sorry, I'm getting used to a microphone. <laughs> it takes a, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I touch it a lot. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, get personal um, with the microphone. No, but, you know, you think of something like, um, I'm forgetting what you originally asked me. <laughs> About being sp yeah, so yeah, specific. Yeah, so it, 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 it's specific, but, you know, if you're a soccer player and you're trying to get more conditioned for soccer, we might do more more sprinting when it comes to the conditioning side of it and because they get a lot of conditioning anyway in their practice. So mm -hmm. why just keep on doing the same thing over and over again when yeah. you can actually work on the straight line running? Because soccer is a sport that's, you know – uh, you're probably running the majority of the time, but most yeah. of the time that you're running, it's 90% effort. So mm -hmm. when you're asked to actually go full speed, your body's not ready for it because everything you do is always 90%. Right. And it's not, you know, n knocking the athlete for not being an athlete that they can handle it. It's more just their body's not ready for it because they're not actually sprinting full speed often. Yeah. That's not everyone. Like softball, baseball, sports like that, everything's quick. Everything's, you know, five seconds at a time. Mm -hmm. So why run a mile if you're a baseball player? Why, you know, huh. it, it's not going to benefit you for the sport because you want to be quick and explosive. Quick and explosive. It doesn't matter if you can run for a long time. Makes sense. Hmm. So is there any, so I don't want to say is no benefit in running this. So is there a place for that type of running in the training in specific sports training? I always say that when you're older, the, 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 the longer distance running, in a workout, it's more to see, hey, you know, is your athlete someone who's going to suck it up and he's going to, you know, 
do it or is yeah. he going to be someone that crumbles when he's asked to do something that's not and you want players who are willing to you know go the extra mile and who who will push themselves even who would do it even they don't have sport. to yeah it might not translate to baseball or might not translate to to softball but you know can you handle it or are you going to give up so it's like so that gets into the whole mental makeup mental mindset exactly. of the athlete yes and, okay. then, and then younger athletes it's you know it, Parents tend to think their kids specialize at eight years old, but no one specializes at eight years old. You know, we're, we're, we're still just learning the game. And when they're uh, in, in middle school, they might start liking football. Yeah. So at least doing different things will get them prepared for whatever they choose and to do down the road. And it's weird because both my sons, Ernest and Ethan, I told them I'll shout them out today on the show, is they played softball. I mean, they played baseball. And it's so much pressure to have your kids specialize because some kids go, they already have hidden coaches pitching coaches and it's like man my kids are so behind Mm -hmm. so you almost like your today's society almost makes you want to special make your kids specialize in sports you can't be any more right there that's exactly it and then if you know if one kid's doing it and you don't want your kid to be sorry you don't want you don't want to be like hey my kid is not there but when actuality your kid is where they need to be athletic wise absolutely no 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 one needs to be a star (laughs) at eight years old and if your kid's really good at eight eight years old that's great but you got a lot more time. Like, let them experience. Let them have things. fun. Let them try yeah. different things. Yeah. You know, from things I've seen through the years, that these kids that are like get really, really that there's something special at eight years old. They kind of start growing out of it, and everybody else kind of catches up to them. You know, and they get they get to be in twelve, thirteen years old. They're really not that. You know. Yeah. They're not that guy anymore. You know, because everybody's done caught up to them, and some of them's even went past them. They just developed a little earlier than yeah. everybody else. And that's like where you know you talk about mobility for athletes. If they're if they're eight years old and they're a big, eight's probably a bad example. You know, eleven years old. Yeah. And they haven't shot up yet. Mm-hmm. Then they shoot up and they get awkward. You know, maybe yeah. at like ten, eleven years old, they were really fast and they mm-hmm. did things really well. But they just assume, okay, well, I'm fast, I'm ten, you know, yeah. cool. But now right, you hit I'm, that I'm growth spurt. I'm going to beat spurt. everyone. Hit that growth spurt, and now you're starting to have knee issues. Things are going wrong. So mm. you want to build that foundation to where you're just good at everything and you move the right way. Every part of your body is pretty, you know. So for some of the so, what to do. So when you say build a foundation, what do you mean by that foundation? Just really being good at everything. Everything. You know, I'm not saying be. Obviously, once you're older, you know, so if you're a 16-year-old who's getting recruited to, to play baseball. It's time to make that nobody decision. Nobody cares anymore if you can run a mile in, in six yeah. minutes. It means nothing. But, you know, if it, but if you can run a, you know, your, your 40 time, or sorry, your, your, your 60 time in a 6.5, then everyone loves that. But if your 60 time is not very good, but your mile run is good, well, that's not going to translate to the sport that you're trying to play. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Some good information. Don't be good at everything. He's now you're speaking our language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, we talked about it before. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's CrossFit's great because it makes you good at everything. But the right. same thing, you know, you, that that's going to build that foundation to where you know now once you're 16, now it's like all right, well now I want to be, I want to focus more on this, so you can yeah. target that more towards your workouts towards what they want instead of just having it be a one size fits all program. Cool, cool. Keep preaching, Scott. Yeah, preach. So, but, <laughs> so we go. I'm going to digress a little bit. Let's go back into uh, let's go back into Scott's past. Okay. So, how did you how did you yourself train? So, you played college baseball at uh, Lamar University here yes. for the Cards. So, how did your how did your training as a child develop compared to what you do now with kids? Any similarities? Any difference? Any progression? Well, I wasn't. 
I wasn't into lifting. I wasn't into into training hard. I was actually <laughs> I was one of those fortunate guys who had a good arm. Oh, okay. And when I was in high school, I kind of just got by with a good arm, and I was tall. And you know, for a pitcher, they like the height. You know, granted, it doesn't really matter. You know, it does matter, but you could some things you can't coach your size. Yeah, exactly. So they liked that that I threw hard and I was tall, and um, I like. My freshman year at Lamar, when I first got there, I was excited to start weight training, being on like a strict schedule. Yeah. But even like, I, I remember being a freshman and me putting a bar on my back with like two tens on each side and being like, my back hurts. <laughs> so I can't do this. And that's why I actually teach now. I teach kids at a young age, you know, male and females. I'm like, let's get a bar on your back now. It could be super light. I don't care if, you know, it's not about being heavy. It's getting used to it. So when you get older and you have bigger loads, you're like, okay, well, I get this feeling. Right. But some people can't back squat because, you know, their shoulder mobility because of, you know, other issues. But yeah. for young kids, it's just getting used to what it feels like on your back. Hmm. But um, then my sophomore year, I started to actually, you know, I had some roommates who were big into lifting. So I got into it with them. Okay. And that was kind of all sure. I, I got into <laughs> it. I started throwing harder. I started working harder. I was more motivated. And then when I got, you know, done playing baseball, I went right back to the gym and got involved with that. Cool, cool, cool. So you so did the weightlifting kind of help you out in uh, in baseball? Did it improve your skill level oh, yeah. or just it's, it's, yes. a, it's just an added bonus? Look, it's an added bonus. But looking back at it now, it's you could be as strong as you want, but if you don't move right, if you're not flexible move enough, right. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you have to get that down first. And again, that's what I try to focus with the younger ones is just moving correctly now. Yeah. All right. So some good. Yeah, good and I, I agree with that because like whenever we were kids. Nobody ever taught you how to move. You know, <laughs> you went out there and you mimic whatever I mean, baseball player yeah, you saw you on know, TV. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We would go outside and I would, like you said, and you know, I watch baseball all the time. I mean, that's what I did. I could name you the starting lineups for the Astros and the Atlanta Braves and all kind of teams whenever I was probably about twelve years old because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would go out in the yard and imitate all these players, you know, yeah. that I watched on TV. With football. A lost art, and it was fun. I was uh, football nowadays. I think it was the last summer. I was talking to one of the uh, bigger AAU track coaches, and I say, "Man, how are your kids fast?" And he say, "Because most of my kids just run all the time." He says, yeah. "Kids, they used to run." He say, "They're not sitting in the house playing yep. video games." He said, "They running behind their mama. They out in the street yep. running, and it translate into running." Mm-hmm. So, and then see when I put my kids on a soccer field, the parents was like, "You have your kids doing ladder drills at home?" I say, "No, they just run track. They just yeah. run and play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They just." Like you got, like we talked about earlier, this whole cell phone thing where you just, no, get out and play, be a kid, yep. enjoy yourself. I'll, if I'll have a lesson a week with, let's say, you know, one kid. Okay. So mm-hmm. th- this one athlete I train every week is like, hey, I want to do more. I want to get faster. What do I do? I go run hard 10 times twice a week, you know, just warm up, get stretched out, yeah. run hard and walk back. You don't have to feel like it's an endurance workout. Just get the hard sprints in. Mm-hmm. So when you go back again, you can be max effort again. But if you just go, go, go nonstop, you're never at a hundred percent because you're always tired. That is true. Which hmm. is good if you, you know, if you're a mixed martial arts, you know, yeah, or if y'all are doing a CrossFit watt, yeah. totally different. You know, now you're training differently, but if you're trying to do it strictly for your sport, like, when's the last time you've seen a baseball player, you know, have to run around the bases 15 times in a row? You're not going to see Yeah, they're not going to. They, yeah. they, you know, they don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. If, they, if they hit a home run into the park home run, it's what? It's trotting around the bases. Seconds, yeah. It's, a sprint. it's not It's not anything. So. Yeah, if you, if you uh, Jose, who was that guy that got punched in the face because he took a long time running around the base path for the Blue Jays? I can't remember. 
Odor. Odor, uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. No, he no, Odor he punched, punched Batista. Batista. He punched Batista. Base, yeah, yeah. yeah. pushing him at second base. That was awesome. <laughs> so we have a. We're gonna go to the crowd. We have a question for you uh, from Naomi Doyle. Thank you for the question. How do you how do you strengthen and condition your body to avoid injuries? My body. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's take it to your athletes. How do you? How do you help your athletes avoid well, injuries? A lot of it goes back to the mobility part where whenever somebody comes in and the first thing I have them do is a squat. Okay. So you can usually tell, you know, is their ankle weak? You know, is their low yeah. back weak? I'm going I'm I'm to pause you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Ankles. I mean, that's I've never yeah. thought about ankle mobility until I started CrossFit. And that's – Especially in baseball pitchers. And that's we crazy. Because yep, I was we, never we taught that. To, we all go to hip. You always hear hip, 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 which hip is a very – important part for sports yeah. but ankles you know if your ankle mm-hmm. doesn't move well you can't, your first motion's not going to move well either i always tell people it starts from the ground yep. up uh-huh and that's the way i believe and then in terms of conditioning it just goes back to again the sport it's it's it depends on what you're doing but generally every sport that we play mm-hmm. involves i'm not going to say a little amount of running but but it's not as much as we think it is. You're right. Yeah, it's not as much. It's as a we lot of think. stop go, stop yes. go. Now, Even so- certain soccer players, you know, their positions. Yes, basketball, a ton of running. So basketball is totally different. Mm-hmm. But volleyball, you know, you score a point, you stand there, you wait 20 seconds, then this next serve comes in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quick bursts. It's quick yes. bursts. Nothing is like obviously if you're you know running track and you're running the. The, the mile, the two-mile yeah. cross-country, it's different. But even if, even if you talk about basketball, it's a lot of running, but it's not a lot of full-on sprinting. No, it's acceleration. It's acceleration. It's, just, it's, it's stop, going, go. It's stop, go. It's stop, go. Yes. Know, if I told you to run a mile or if I told you to run a half mile but go 10 yards back and forth, your time <laughs> would be – it would be much worse because you've yeah. got to get your body going over and over, yeah. over again. And that's mm. where – I when I was marathon running and when I was working with kids – I, we'd play like indoor soccer, just kind of goofing off. Yeah. And in five minutes, I'm tired, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're a marathoner. This should be easy." I'm like, "No, this is totally totally different. Yeah, it's totally it's different. not that. Can, it's, it's not, not that. the same. It's kind of probably what you were talking about with the, the run, the running that you've been doing. It's right. the same thing. Right. I'm conditioned these days. I've conditioned myself so much for these short, shorter style workouts that when mm-hmm. I take off on a long run, I'm dying. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to figure out exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get back into the part where I can go a long distance. You know, without without dying like that. But I've just done trained myself so hard in these shorter shorter duration workouts that this is what's yeah. happened to me personally. But if that's your goal, if that's what you want, you know, then right. that's great. It's just, yeah, all depends on what's your purpose. What are you trying what to achieve, and do? what are you going exactly. for? What do you want to do? See, I'm confused right now. I do CrossFit, bodybuilding. <laughs> Training for a half marathon, training for a marathon, training for a bike ride, training for Ironman. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it if you have that enough time. Enough time. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. We'll see how this half marathon goes. So another question we got is at what age do you recommend weight training? You could, you know, and, and I say it all the time. When you're a young kid, you start moving around, you start moving your head, you lift your head up, and you start to move. So you're, you're bearing weight because your head weighs something. So you're using muscle in your body to get your body going um, and move it around. Kind of what I was saying earlier earlier about the push-ups. Yeah. You see more bad push-ups than any other thing, and that's why we have shoulder injuries. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the prime reason, but especially you – know, I, I, I go back to baseball a lot, but these baseball players who have bad shoulders, 
is it pitch count or is it the countless bad pushups that kids do in, you know, physical in PE and gym yeah. at practice, you know, burpees that, you know, is the common punishment <laughs> for every single, you know, for, for, for Dude, kids, 20, the punishment for burpees. you, it's like you enjoy it. <laughs> I don't No, um, Nobody, first off, nobody enjoys yeah, burpees. Nobody enjoys it. Uh, but, um, they're effective. It could be any age. Like I, I, I have a group of girls I had on Friday and they're all 10, 11 years old. If you throw a 10 pound weight in their hands, and they're doing things the right way, and everything's in control, it's fine. But a lot of it is not just form, it's the speed of the movement. If they're dropping down really quick, if they're doing a squat, let's say, and they're not controlling their, you know, their body, uh, okay. it's the same thing as being on the soccer field and running and sprinting and stopping, and you can't control your body to stop, so that's why you roll an ankle, that's why you know your, your mm. knee buckles, and that's why you know an ACL injury could happen. So a lot of it is the centric, the deceleration, the negative motion of a lift. So what I'm getting out of this is the fact that it varies from child to child. And there's no particular age. So it's all about how well they move through that particular movement and motion. Exactly. Okay. So it's not going to stunt their growth. It's going to stunt their growth if they're, if, they're lift, if they're squatting 135 at 12 years old with their knees rolling forward, you know, yeah. their heels yeah, off the ground, everything wrong. Then it's going to mess them up. That's what everybody does. I agree 100%. Growth. But even growing up, that's what you always say. Oh, don't lift weights. You're going to stunt your growth. Exactly. You're only going to be 5'2". Kids gonna... crawl. Like when, when kids crawl, you know, and their hips come in the air and they start crawling like a bear crawl, is that bad on their shoulders? Or would a parent tell them to stop because it's going to, you know, tear the rotator cuff? Yeah. They're going to let them do it. And so good stuff. So good. Yeah, it varies. So question for you. Kid comes to you, blank slate, blank athlete. What are some of the first things you do with that particular child? What is, what do you, how do you put your plans together to help your kids? Usually I'll start off with some kind of just warm up. You know, it's a warm up that I've kind of created by just being around and, and, and actually, you know, I learn a lot. And I think like all of us learn, we learn a lot from other people. Everything right. I learned really came from other people. So mm-hmm. there's certain things that, you know, but it's not just doing it because they did it. It's doing it and understanding it and actually getting involved and learning why it's the right way. Because I trust me, 10 years ago when I first started coaching, I probably did some things that, you know, I might have made your daughter Ernest do something that probably she shouldn't have done because <laughs> that was, you know, yeah. that was when I first started, you know, and, and you learn. But as long as if you're not willing to get better and, and, and if, you're not, if you're not willing to say, you know, hey, three years ago, I wasn't as good as I am now, then you're not going to ever get better. You have to fail a little bit. So yeah. going back to that, um, I'll have him do, you know, just a simple squat first, okay. you know, a simple squat. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll do some prone exercises like, a, you know, a leg kick or, you know, a, a bird dog, something to where, you know, a, a bridge to where you can kind of see how their hips are moving, how their body's moving. Um, and then if somebody's trying to get faster, let's say, and that's their main goal, but you know, they can't touch their toes or get remotely close to touching their toes. Granted, I'm not going to do any static stretching till usually after a workout. Okay. But if they're, if they can't even get their hand past their knee, okay, the issue why you're not fast has nothing to do with form, running form. It has to do with the fact that you just are so tight and immobile that yeah. we have to fix that hmm. before we can actually get to the next yeah. part. You okay. do see a, a theme developing here with this conversation, right? Mobility. Hey, that's why I started doing yoga three days a week and mobility drills. Yeah. I, I look and, and and I hate to admit this, I, I don't work out as much as I, I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I still try to eat decent. I've definitely <laughs> gained some weight, but one thing I still do a lot of is stretch, and okay. because of that, I still feel good. Yeah. So how much how much time is actually needed to make a difference? Realistically, how much should one put in dedicated to that athletic performance? Should it just be straight? 
off season or can you continue that through the regular through like through the season through your training regular training I know I kind of threw a two part question. No, at but you. it kind of depends on the if like if they're like one of the ones that are committed to being a year round baseball player. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't encourage that until they're a little bit older. But you know, if you're a year round baseball player, I would say, hey, you know, let's let's in the off season, let's do a little bit less baseball. Come see me once a week. You know, let's do some strength training depending on the athletes. You know, let's, let's do something, and. um to where it's not just again a baseball player that play plays year round, they're always throwing a ball. Mm-hmm. If their arm never gets rest, like when do we gain muscle and strength? We gain that when while we rest. we're actually resting. And if 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 you're always doing something, your body's never resting, and it's just putting more and more and more stress in the shoulder. If you're a baseball player, you know more and more stress in the knees. If you're you know someone who's obsessed with going to the gym every day, like. Not me, but other people. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, and, but again, you're trying to take that approach of doing yoga to help with that. Yes, day. yes. I, and I like think you, everyone needs a day off, everyone a week. Like you said, on that uh, whole stretching and stuff thing, I realize how much better my squats feel now that I've actually started stretching my hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't, and I'm not talking about doing like 30, 45, I'm talking about like 15 minutes, like standing up in the restroom in the morning, just bending over, getting my body yeah. warm. You feel a lot better throughout mm-hmm. the day. So, like I said, all balls down to just movement, just working through it. So, yes. cool, cool, cool. I'm pretty sure that I spend more time researching and watching different videos about different types of mobility work than just about anything that I'll that I'll Google or yeah. whatever. I, oh God, I forgot his name. I haven't seen him. Who, who's the CrossFit guy who did the uh, the mobility wad? Oh, uh, Kelly Sturette. Yeah, he's the one that. I started kind of watching, yeah. at, you know, probably oh, yeah. about had, seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. and that kind of changed a lot of it. Also, um, when I was with Parisi, uh, so I, I was at the Parisi Speed School for many years, there was a coach named uh, John Cirillo who was one of the master trainers. He would come and certify everyone, probably one of my, like, biggest role models as a coach. But that's what he stressed, and, and it, you know, it had to be done right. If that's not done right, you're not going to get everything else, you know, mm-hmm. working well. So someone, while we're on this topic of yoga, did someone ask, how, do you, how would you incorporate that into your normal routine? You would suggest stretching and mobility work. How would you incorporate that into your normal daily routine? For who? A for child? an adult. For an adult? For an adult, yeah. And wake up in the morning. You know, <laughs> ser- but you wanna, first off, you want to get some blood flow first. You can't just wake up and, and just like, start I, power I do it stretching. Some, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do it sometimes, but I, I know it's not the best way to do it. But if I'm really trying to lengthen up my muscles and get a good stretch. You have to actually warm up before you warm up because mm-hmm. warm up doesn't mean stretch. Warm up means get your body warm. No, so there you, go. you have to actually get some blood flow, some kind of core body temperature going up before you can actually let, you know, move the way you want to move. So, cause I was reading a lot about that philosophy as well. When it comes to like static stretching, I heard like you mentioned earlier, you don't do the static stretch until after workout so yes. why is it always why was it always preached in the past to stretch before you right before you lift weights i have no idea do stretches right before know. you go but i've been hearing a lot now like you said yeah. just get your body warm do some dynamic but it's like everything movements. else like games change games evolves coaching evolves yes you know so i'm sure i forget the name who, who's the guy who uh who founded crossfit the guy with greg glassman. glassman yeah glassman you know i'm sure when he started that he he he, he believed in it and he knew it was going to work, and others got bought in. And imagine yeah. if he hadn't done that, then yeah. a lot of, you know, 
there's so many people who CrossFit has has helped. Yeah. Yes. And, and so if not, and, and it's the community part of it too. It kind of has the culture type thing. Yeah. Sorry, a <laughs> culture. Um, but I mean, it's it's evolved a lot from whenever he first started it. You know. Yeah. It's it's came a long, long, long ways, and and, he, and he'll be the first to tell you, you know that that how what he was doing in his garage in his barn at his dad's house compared to what it is now. And the way things have came, it's just, you know, it's night yeah. and day difference. Cool. Man, Scott, you know, I, I will say, it. I will say one thing. You have a lot of fans. We get more fan love. Good. <laughs> Everybody loves Scott. Hear that, Kayla? <laughs> 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 so, so switching, not just, I know, I know you work a lot with kids working on the athletic performance. How much time do you put in actual, like, in regards to attitude and mindset and the mental part of the mental part of the game? I think as much as anyone should, it's, it's not that I, it all depends on the kid. Like if if I have a kid that you see a lot of potential in and Mm -hmm. you try to push them and you get nothing out of them, you kind of go a little bit more towards the, um, you know, talk to them a little bit more, you know, find out why they don't have the confidence in what they're doing. And maybe you can find something to help them because some kids are, are amazing athletes, but they can't do anything if they're not confident, like we all lack confidence. I do big time. I, I've, I always have, I've gotten better with it, but that's one thing I've always had. And I think many of us do have. So I think it's get their confidence up. Um, but yeah, attitudes is, so how can I've gotten worse over one. the year? I, well, I, I used to be a lot more laid back. I still am pretty laid back. I'm not, I'm not an in your face coach. I'm not a yell and scream. I'm not a, I'm not that kind of coach, but Every now and then you have that one that just has that attitude and it's just and, – and, and even if I yell at them or, or get on them, I usually bring them back down to the end. You know, workout's right. over with, hey, man, like, come here, talk mm-hmm. to me for a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. And, 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 and get them back on to where they don't not want to come back because mm-hmm. the kids you yell at are usually the ones that so, you see something in. So exactly. do you believe that different kids respond differently to different coaching mm-hmm. techniques? Oh, I, I've, I've said before that there are certain kids that shouldn't be training with me. Really? Like, there, there's been a few kids where I'm like, man, he, he might be better with, like, an in-your-face guy, you know, like a football, you know, your typical football, your typical grill, drill sergeant guy. But I think for the most part, I've done really, really well relating to different personalities. Okay. And you definitely have to get to know your athlete. But, you know, there, there's there, there's a coach for everyone. It's just a matter of, of who it is. You won't hear too many people. That's, that's a sign of a good coach when a coach knows – what he could do with a kid and where he could take a kid only so far. Some people think it's my way or the highway. No. Like, it's not – if you're not doing it my way, then it must be something wrong with you. I learn something new from everyone. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I, I tell these kids I work with, especially, you know, the, these soccer players that I'm starting to work with, I'm like, I'm learning from you guys because I don't know the game as well yeah. as, you know, as I should. Because, again, baseball was always was your what sport. I grew up watching. Yeah. But, um, I learned from them too, so it's a mutual thing. So, what are some new things you're learning with the soccer aspect of it? They, kind of what I talked about before, is they're, they're they're conditioned fairly well, so they don't need to condition much more. Like you know, they can in their practice, but a lot of these kids aren't fast. They're not quick, and if you want to be really good at soccer, you know, you have got to be fast. You have got to have straight line speed. If you don't have that, then you know you're going to get beat by. The Everyone fast game, yeah. yeah. But so. I tell you what, when you start talking about soccer, <clears throat> some of the best athletes 
that I've been around, like in the as far as like working out with us, they come drop in and do a workout with us or go ahead and, and join the gym or something. They're ex soccer players. They are really really good athletes. Oh yeah. I mean, they most of them have some really really good engines on them. But they know how to compete too, and, and they know how to you know suck it up when things are when, when they're getting tired. Not mm-hmm. all of them, but you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's a, like anything yeah. though. But baseball, the reason why I think baseball, and I think a lot of people can can vouch with me too on this is that baseball I'm not it's not a lazy sport because you have to put a lot of work in to be good at baseball it's a lot of technique it's a lot of technique it's a lot of it's a mental game it's very you know people say it's a mental game it's true it's a mental game but I liked it because I was kind of lazy so I could stand on the mound and pitch and dictate my own time I could sit in the bench for half the game Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think that was the right sport for me like yeah. I played soccer no, at a young a age, one. but the reason why, you know, I played soccer and I remember, and I was, I was a goalie and I was a good athlete and I was, I, I'm, I can't remember very well, but I'm sure I was okay in the goal, yeah. but I liked it because I wasn't running up and down the field. <laughs> you were standing there waiting for the action to come exactly. to you. So that was the right sport for me. That was the right, but like nowadays the problem is, especially in baseball, every kid is trying to make it far. Mm-hmm. every kid you know and, and whether they want to admit it or not all these kids who who are you know eight nine like we, we all have dreams like I, I had a dream of playing baseball I'm sure at some point you know when I was younger yeah. yeah I'm sure it was football too and it was everything but um there's so much so many people to compete with now mm-hmm. to where it's tough now now with, with the, the way I worked in high school playing in this era I might not have made it because it involves so much more so much more yeah. and yeah. I was not like that so, but who knows? Maybe I would have been different in this era, but you would have been forced to pick it up. Exactly. So I was, I'm just glad I'm not playing now. It's interesting that you say that just backtracking a little bit. I never thought about that in the aspect of what, and looking at my child and their attitude and their mindset, the type of child they are, I'd imagine it to the sport. Kind of like you're saying, you knew who you were as an athlete and soccer just wasn't going to cut it because you just wasn't that type of, yeah, that type of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it's also a lot of it is you know, your friends. You know, you do what your friends do. Yeah. All, my, all my friends played baseball. We play wiffle ball every weekend in, the, in our backyard. So that's what we liked. I know we didn't want to talk about baseball too much, but one thing that irks me is you don't see kids just out playing baseball no more. No. That's what I mean. We used, me and my brother would go out in the field. We call it the field with a baseball and bat and just throw the baseball and play. You don't yeah. see that no but more. But if you do that now, you're going to have parents stalking them, watching, making sure they're doing things the right way. Yeah. So just letting kids going out there and just having a good time. Good time like having a true Sandlot baseball, you know, and we uh, – Old Tavern Road, uh, and, and, you know, if anybody's hearing this from Connecticut, that's where we played our baseball when I was 12 years old. And our parents would drop us off there. We'd go for two hours, they'd pick us up, and we did whatever we wanted to do during those two hours. And that was probably every weekend. Mm-hmm. And the next day, we're playing with a ball. It's just, we just had fun playing. Now everything has to be so um, so you know, monitored. You know, everything has to be monitored by, by coaches, by, by parents, by brothers from sisters, everything. It becomes a, which is good because you're getting involved with your kid and they're not home on an iPad. But it's that fine line between overcoaching and then letting them enjoy the sport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kids do enjoy it. So I'm not like, I'm sure a lot of these kids yeah, you, like to, but sometimes, you know, I think some of these kids might love to just go out there and just play, play. without the pressure yep. of, without the pressure of working like on skill. Uh-huh. Yeah. Without exactly. the pressure of somebody telling me I'm doing something wrong. Like personally, I kind of wish my parents sometimes would have pushed me a little <laughs> bit harder with the baseball side of it. That, that, but at the same time, they had to push me. I might not have, you might have backed away from exactly, it. Exactly. Cause yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a strong willed person when I was younger at all. 
Mm. So but the kids the, the way things have evolved over the over the past several years is like Ernest said, you know, we we'd go outside and we'd play catch for hours, you know. If I didn't have anybody to play catch with, I'd throw a ball up against the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not kidding. I mean, I would take spend, a soccer literally ball, take spend a tennis hours, ball. hours upon hours of throwing a rubber ball up yep. against the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, these days, you know, kids just don't do that. Yeah. And if they're throwing a ball against the wall, they are probably have bad form and they have to stop. <laughs> yeah. But. So man, so how do you feel like so just working back going back to the mental side of it? How do you think youth sports and just kids being involved with other kids help with their social skills overall in life? Because people always say you see all these commercials, kids who yeah. don't play sports are going to be psychopaths, that type of be, stuff. It could but be sports, it could be band, it could be anything, anything, it any matter. type of social. Get involved with kids, get involved with their kids, and if you're not involved with their kids, find a way to do it and 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 make your kids, you know, get involved. You yeah. know, one way or another. And, you know, some people are shy. Some kids don't like to to go out there and communicate like others will, but it's fine. But f- find your niche and try your best to get involved with it. So, of course, sport, you know, it's not that a sport's going to help. It's it's just being social overall. Yeah, just be social overall. Because if not for baseball and sports at a young age for me, who like, who knows <laughs> what I would have been. You, you right. really don't know. Because yeah. I wasn't, I was outgoing, but, you know, I don't yeah, do something. Do something. <laughs> That's what I always <laughs> say. Something's <laughs> better than is. nothing. Something's exactly. better than nothing. And there's so many kids that I've worked with who have never done anything in their life before. Never. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're coming to me. They're doing something like a camp. Let's just say I'm, I'm putting together a camp, and every now and then you have ones that don't play sports at all. Mm-hmm. And the parents call, hey, can my kid come? Well, of course they can come. Yeah. And then every time I have a camp, every time I do something, they're coming right back. And they're seeing the same kids from last time, and now they're getting along. And mm-hmm. now it's just building that relationship where, yeah. hey, they, they may not be best friends, but at least they're getting more interaction than they would if they were home doing, you know, exactly. doing their yeah. iPad. So it gives them something to do. Yeah. So is there is there a, would you say, a cutoff point age-wise to where somebody just can't improve their athletic skill when you just are who you are no, no, within that? No. And, so it's and never I, too late. I know it sounds like – cliche you can do it you know if you try hard anybody can do it and yeah. you hear that a lot but it just takes more work for some people and yeah, it's just I, it's up to you if you want it or not and if but if you really want it bad enough you'll find a way like if I really want to get promoted you know I'm going to find a way to get promoted you know it doesn't if I want to be a better husband I'm going to find a way to be a better husband <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, don't, true. that don't stop I mean, yeah that don't stop till, I mean until you die yeah <laughs> that's my <laughs> Oh, no, no, I agree with you. I'm still, you know, still learning new things, but you always see parents. I don't want to say hear parents say, but you say, oh, it's too late to get this. Well, I didn't I didn't play baseball when I was 10, and I want to play in high school, so now it's too late. Or, don't, don't, it's tough, especially a sport like yeah. baseball. If, if you want to pick up baseball at 15 years old. <laughs> it's kind of late. It's yeah, going to be really. Like, well, I don't want to say it's that, too late, but it's all about how much work you're willing to put into it. Exactly. And it, it's going to be really, really, really tough. So would you say – I always, I'm, me and my wife talk about this. Would you say is football one of the easiest sports to get into as a kid at a younger, at an older age, shall I say? In to terms pick of up? like to just, pick up? Just pick up and getting out and playing. Like just like a backyard game? Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about like high school wise. Say I'm a high school kid. I never played no sport a day in my life. Uh-huh. Would it be something you would suggest a kid go out and play? If they had no um, idea what they wanted to do. At what age you're talking about? Like 15, 15. We'll say 15, 16. 
honestly, if someone who's 15 years old and never played football, but maybe they've had some kind of experience in the weight room and some kind of experience with like track or running or, or something different, they might do well with football because plus, you know, they're, I know they're at a young age still, so it's not like, it's not too late yet, but mm-hmm. you know, wear and tear, I, I, you know, it's not 15, 16. These kids aren't, you know, there's no wear and tear on these kids at that young of an age. But no. at the same time, like there have been multiple kids that I've worked with who were, who were running backs or they, they were linebackers and you can just tell they're the type who them and their parent are, you know, that, that gung ho football family and they have so many injuries and then, you know, they're a senior in high school and and they're done and they're done Mm -hmm. playing sports. So football is a sport where you have to kind of be careful because I'm not sure what everyone's feels about it, but I'm not big on it. Like at a young age, I don't think kids should be getting hit in that, but you know what, if my son wants to try it, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him. Yeah, not to like you say, I don't want to ruffle no feathers in no people, but I kind of want to firm believe it too. I'm like flag football, I'm cool with that, oh, but yeah. just like you say, the wear and tear, especially on the head yep. at a young age, is not. Yeah, especially you got some <laughs> big kids out there. Yeah, some kids. Yeah, some kids are just big, and you're yeah. like, okay, I don't want my kid going up against a kid like that. Exactly. So, man, so some good good talk, Scott. So we're gonna be wrapping it up in a little bit. So what is uh. What is Scott's philosophy? What would you like to leave the people with that they could take away from this whole conversation? If you had to leave them with one bit of, one bit of uh, advice for the folks out there, what would you tell them? Just be, you know, be able to do a lot of things. You know, be be able to try different sports. Be able to do different things. Don't don't put a label on you until you know you feel like you're at that age to where you can have a label as being you know one. You know, I'm a pitcher. I'm 16. I'm getting recruited, and I'm a baseball player. Okay, you are. Mm-hmm. But don't put a label. Like learn, you know, learn different things. Do different cool. things. You know, do. You think about these, you know, mixed martial arts stuff like that. Like you know, mixed martial arts, gymnastics. Like that's what kids could be doing at a young age. And if they get strong doing those movements, then when they're seven, eight years old, they're, they're, they're kind of aware of their body and they can do yeah. anything they want to do. It's cool. Instead of just doing one. You got that, folks. In today's time where you're told to specialize as a kid or have your kids specialize, do everything. Yeah. Have fun. And, and you can, like, you know, there's like semi specializing to where, you know, maybe baseball is your main sport and you want to put more time into that. That's great. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, but I'm still doing but other things. Don't be afraid to try something else and don't be afraid to let your kid try something else because he's not going to fall behind. It's going to be okay. And I will say, I made that mistake with my child. We did softball year round. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. I'll never, and I'll never forget when she came to me at 12, when she got, you know, right when. Because a lot was a lot of sports aren't available to girls in youth sports until they get like to seventh and eighth grade. Now the realm opens up for them. She got to middle school, and she told me she said, "You know what? I don't want to play softball no more." Yeah, I almost cried. Yeah, because that's all that's all we did from yeah. ages six to twelve. And I think every softball. parent thinks that's not going to happen to them. And then oh, trust me, I've heard a lot of stories. She hadn't picked. Many. She hasn't picked up a softball, really? just or bat since then. And she's put taken it down and walked off. Put huh? it down, walked off. She's taking volleyball, track, and everything yeah, else, and still, ran with it. You know, got to remember, t- you know, too. The I'd rather someone specialize in a sport at a young age and not play anything at all. True. You know, so yeah, true, at, true. at least her doing that has got her, oh, you know, no, like, the teamwork aspect, you know, and just being, again, talking about the interaction part, it's going to make her more I will say one thing, she has got a, uh, she has a very strong arm hitting the ball in volleyball because of uh, yeah. throwing yeah, that exactly. ball from third yeah, base. Exactly. So. Yep. But I'm just saying, I don't want parents to think that it's not going to happen to you because it happened to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I we was gung-ho, softball, yep. everything, and it happened. But, and as a parent, you just got to roll with the punches and realize this is not my dream. This is my child's dream. I'm going to let them do what they want to do and what they want to excel at. Yeah. So, 
Because ultimately you'll have that backlash. And that's yes. what you you don't want it. I'd rather find that out at twelve than find out at sixteen. Yeah, no, that's true. Do you end up like money uh, too. I'll be like Andrew Luck and find out when you're twenty nine. <laughs> at least he got twenty four million when he could. I was gonna say he, he's okay. He'll, yeah, he, he'll, he'll, be, be, he'll be all right. He'll be yeah, he'll be more than all right. <laughs> yeah. He'll be more than all right. So uh Scott, man, we sure appreciate you being on the show. We'd Thanks love to have you me. back again, man. So where can the people I know you said you're not big in the Social media. So once again, reminding people where they could uh, find you at or where you well, coaching definitely at. And you find me on Facebook because whenever I do any kind of like camps or if I have openings, I, I post it on Facebook. I, I'm trying to get more involved with uh, you know Twitter and I guess Instagram's the next one I got to start doing. <laughs> um, but you know, call me. My number's. I'll, I'll give you my number now. It's four zero nine seven one eight seven seven eight seven. Repeat that schedule? one more time for the people. Four zero nine seven one eight seven seven eight seven there you go you can call me I, I i do stuff in um in mid-county on monday and thursday i do stuff in beaumont on tuesday and friday i'm with an organization on wednesday and i do saturday mornings really e- either place so you know it just i, I can find uh, also we, we do have a weight room in beaumont or where we don't have one in mid-county where okay, I'm at. okay so if i'm doing more weight training i'm going to do it in beaumont if i'm doing you know anything else we can do it either place so cool cool and like i said at the beginning of the show my daughter's proved that this man's work is uh works it's the reason all the all the big organizations come call you in and kind of whip them into shape so i try you try <laughs> all right big dad what you got for the people where could we where can they find you at once again everybody knows 8 30 8 30 saturday mornings at crossfit beaumont come on out our <clears throat> it's uh open to anybody who wants to come out and give it a shot I'll be there. Now, Scott said he's going to be there. So, we're going to see. I'm going to be there Saturday, Scott. We're going to – you didn't give me phone number, so I'm going <laughs> to – Go ahead. We're going to put it out there. We're going to keep you honest to that. So, and once again, find Thad on King Thad. At King Thad. At King Thad. I always say that's one of the coolest uh, – yeah, you inherently have a very cool IG handle without having to be super fancy about it. So, and once again, you can find me at EJ underscore Doyle. At uh, IG, once again, download the show on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, anywhere, pretty much. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, we'll actually have this video up, maybe not tonight, but it'll be up for you to follow. And uh, once again, thank you guys for joining the show. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back for episode 12 in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, Scott. Thank you, thank you sir. Thank you. Cue the cool drop. Drop, drop.